This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Chain of Command Part 1. I'm Van Velding, and I'm in command of this episode. Not anymore, you're not. You stand relieved. I'm Derek, and I'm in command of this episode. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. So, there, there, there's so much going on here. <laughs> that is an understatement. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> I, um, so, it... I mean, I know the Enterprise is, is a Galaxy class. Is that ship also a Galaxy class, the one that we just saw, or is it a different class? Uh, it's an Excelsior. Okay. It's actually stock external footage of Galaxy class meeting a okay. Excelsior class. I like so. how he was just happened to making cards. Like, hey, listen, I have this ready-made coffee right now in my hands. Would you like some? I'm sorry, the usual pleasantries won't matter, sir. You're needed for a covert, covert op. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I knew this day would come. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, just bam, straight out. I think this this season might have the shortest and longest teasers of the series in it. Okay, interesting. Well, I mean, th- this was short. Like, we were just I like, mean, yeah. hey, what's up? Madden will Nechea, bye. But where's the longest teaser? Uh, I think the longest one is an episode that uh, we're going to be oh, skipping season. called Ship in a Bottle. season, you said. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, see. season. Um... um so, I mean, this is, you know, a slight spoiler, I guess. Um, Picard, uh, the head of the snake, if you will, <laughs> is just being decapitated to do this covert op that he's totally soups excited for and also a good fit for. I, I guess the headlining point here is that the last time we saw the Cardassians, I'm like, our pretense of Starfleet as a non-military organization is, is beginning to fade pretty rapidly. Oh, yeah. And here, with the reprise of the Cardassians... It gone. Yeah. Um, this is the third appearance of the Cardassians. I think this is this isn't when we finalize their look, uh, because it's actually finalized in the Deep Space Nine pilot, which is yeah. be, has already been filmed, but this aired first because that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and and the Cardassians are just here to destroy any pretense. So now Starfleet is totally a military organization performing covert ops inside the sovereign borders of another nation. Yeah. Um, I mean that's so. Well, I thought, but I thought like the the planet that they like it isn't theirs but they totally think it should be theirs they basically made the uh the demands but it is Stellaris really, claims yeah they, 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 they the claim to it uh no that, that's the the sector that they're fighting over okay uh, the botox cluster or something uh, <laughs> the planet that they're actually going to with the data waves coming out of it is a Cardassian planet in Cardassian uh, okay. space okay uh one of many abandoned planets that other aliens put fake stuff on to lure the Enterprise into an own goal for. Yeah. Uh, as the Romulans did in season three uh, with their, yeah. their cloaked secret base. So this is Admiral Achea. We're going to see her a lot. She's going to be the recurring Admiral oh, okay. as the series crystallizes its um, basic spineless anti-authoritarian <laughs> uh, the Federation as America in space. We need to rail against our own authority figures. Right. And that the face of that is going to be uh, Natalia Nogulich. As Admiral Nechea. Okay. So, um, and she's great at the role. I, you know, I like her as a character. Yeah. I mean, I like, you know, she definitely comes across as kind of like no-nonsense business. But, I mean, she doesn't seem unreasonable uh, like some captains I could name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, uh, I, and we'll get to it. We'll get <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it. we'll get to it. <laughs> so, uh, although I'm going to have to caution you that about a third of this episode is going to be Ronnie Cox's resume. Because <laughs> you know this guy. You've met this guy before. But, uh, okay. 
So, yeah, and so she's giving them the brief. Captain Picard yeah. can't be like, later, guys, secret mission. Yeah. You know, we have to hand uh, this over. Oops, here's oops, I've said to too much. Ha-ha, I might have to kill you. Ha-ha. The, the new captain can't brief him. She can't just give this information to Commander Riker to say, hey, look. Yeah. I guess we're captainless for 16 and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Riker's like, so, with respect, I could be the captain. She's like, nope. He could be the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, he I beat the yeah. Borg. We make a lot of, like, um, changes in leadership that don't really track to me as necessary. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is it just definitely drives the plot. So, um, there you are then. Yeah, and it's like, we want someone who has experience with the Cardassians. It's like, the f*** dude? Like, yeah. Riker's dealt with Cardassians before. I think, I uh, think, I think yeah. Crusher's little, like, tuft of hair coming out uh, is cute. And then I saw, like, Worf's eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> like oh <laughs> that's lame <laughs> yeah so and again why is picard running this exercise yeah Worf should be running this exercise like i mean this Worf... is like chump change compared to his normal exercise regimen where the whole corridor would just be filled with monsters that he had to cut through with a knife <laughs> yeah and we're just like look i i could do this a lot faster you two are holding me up could I just carry you? Look, I have Alexander's <laughs> Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I've actually made a harness for this exercise. Beverly, you're smaller, so you go in the front. <laughs> Picard, you can sit in the back, and we can just do this. It's just Worf running around with Picard on his back. Picard turreting from behind. Just psh, psh, psh. <laughs> they do. Of course, they, he'd still be like, awesome, Mister Wolf." They, like, okay. they develop like some weird like combat system where. Uh, Worf utilizes their hands like in combat. He's like, Picard, strike right. He's like striking left and he's like, Crusher, uh, Crusher, distract. And she like, like shines a flashlight in someone's eyes or something. They, they put a little command chair on the back of on Worf's yeah. back and Picard sits in it. Oh, he man. has his little buttons. <laughs> Mr. Wolf, come to call 731 Mark 7. I was like, oh, it turns. Oh, my knees. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, All right, but Ronnie Cox is on board. Yeah. Um, you recognize him as the bad guy from, like, half the movie. He was the bad... He is the asshole in RoboCop. He okay. was the bad guy yeah. in Total Recall. Okay. He was an evil senator in Spawn. He was an evil senator in Stargate. Ah, uh, yeah. He he was the president in Murder at 1600, which I think yeah. spoils the ending of Murder at 1600. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we assume the president just murdered him. And so, like, and, this is, this is yeah. so... I mean, this is so wild. Like, he's got. It's appropriate that Will Riker is just like dumbfounded during the headlights look because yeah. this captain made no attempt at like making this um, adjustment an easy. easy transition. Yeah, and like he didn't even let Will finish sentences, which kind of feels like a a weird. Uh, like a weird way to kind of go about things. And it's like, all right, by the way, random people report to 10 forward. So I can um, relieve your captain that, you know, and love of command. And then he does it. And he's like, all right, dismissed. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, it's serious. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's much more formal. I, um, and yeah, th- this is consistent with naval change of command ceremonies. Okay. It also makes it seem like this is for good. Like this is going to last. This was supposed to be one episode. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll get into why it's two episodes in the second part. All right. But, like, it makes it feel bigger. Like, maybe this might be for reals. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, I mean, it's not too formal because it's just like a smattering of people in a bar, essentially. <laughs> uh, but yeah. what what is kind of wild is, is that, like, 
because it's so public, it almost gives an air of like, we don't want you to be captain anymore. Like leadership has decided you're not captain. And since no one was prepared for this, it almost seems like, oh man, maybe something bad happened or whatever. Um, like some sort of something, some nefarious notion underneath it. <laughs> like Picard wrote an email about yeah. <laughs> you know, the necessity for readiness in the, in the Cardassian border and it got leaked or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do get that feel. Uh, and we see how the, the rest of the crew is. And so we also perfect. see like these decisions uh, basically of not Worf uh, uh, in the covert op were horribly bad because there's no operational security. She volunteers the information to Deanna. It's like, I would love to talk to you about the secret operation, but I can't because it's a secret. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that's fair. No, like, I mean, like, you, she she should make a, a total, like, oh, yeah, no, I've been playing a lot of badminton lately and my tennis elbow's flaring up or something. Like, you can't, you can't talk about <laughs> an operation that's supposed to be secret or even hint at it. Like, that's bad operational security. Uh... There, there are definitely levels of it. That's fair. Um, she, she's not divulging details of the operation, and it would be, um, I think Dwight Schrute would maybe refuse to acknowledge <laughs> that he's participating in a secret mission. Well, but I mean, like, it's not like she cornered her. Like that's the thing. Like she, all, uh, there was no words that came out of Deanna Troy. She just sat there and looked meaningfully. He's like, "Yeah, no, I'd love to tell you about the secret mission." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let her at least ask a question first, Beverly. <laughs> When when Worf, uh, P- uh, Picard, and Crusher suddenly vanish, they're not going to assume it's a kinky trip to Risa. I mean, why you know? not? Like, <laughs> look, look, you Captain, we can sense the sexual tension between the three of you. You are relieved of duty. Go to Risa. Come back when that tension is gone, sir. Yeah. Here's some sex scissors. <laughs> Here's some sex um, so here, this is where we get a first conflict where you yeah. say, hey, listen, um, you're really kind of rushing these whole I want, I want things and behaving like a child. But I was going to talk to you about the problem with these rotations just, you know, after the ceremony, you know, the thing you said you actually absolutely had to have <laughs> that we're yeah. still doing right now. This is the after ceremony bit. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, let's do everything. I'm going to chill for a second. Yeah. Have some expositional dialogue. Yeah. Because like, Papa, Papa Picard. Because like no, yeah, no, not, no, not you're on your own, number one. <laughs> You've been orphaned. This is your stepfather, Jellico. <laughs> think of it as a car crash, but in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, and there are two different ways to take this. I'm gonna guess, ha- hazard a guess, that you are anti Jellico, and I'm I will ha- take, for the sake of argument, <laughs> the pro Jellico position. Yeah, no, uh, Jellico's a dick, and like unnecessarily so. Um, even if you wanted to be like a hard nosed, like, but look at this, no one's around. Picard's like, man, and he was your first officer for five years. What an ass! I'm like, uh, sir, Jellico, you're the dick, actually. <laughs> yeah, I. The way that Picard's like, he's really good at his job. And Jellico's like, he's obviously really bad at his job. These people <laughs> are from different goddamn <laughs> services in different yeah. empires, in different goddamn universes. I think, like, Jellico was not raised on Earth. I I actually thought that he might be a spy, like a Cardassian, like, like double agent <laughs> or something. Like, I thought maybe this whole, like, shifting everything up and all that kind of stuff was, like, part of, like, getting, like, the Enterprise as, like, a Cardassian asset or something. Yeah, I, that's a fair assumption, depending... <laughs> Because Jellico is like, yeah, no, you're you're a military now. This is what you do. This is just part of what you've always done. Because like, no, we haven't really been a military like for like what, five, yeah. seven years. And Data's like, 
Six years, seven days, 12 months, sir. It's like, it's, uh, wait a minute. Have you been telling me for the past five years you've been doing nerd? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> you've turned this ass-kicking warship into a fucking uh, Sigma Sigma Epsilon fraternity. Sigma Sigma Epsilon is the nerd fraternity, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, what do you guys? You guys have a, you guys have been using your, your war room as a Marriott? You guys have been having yeah. archaeological conferences here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! This this smells like you. Buy, you guys have been currying ambassadors to prevent warfare <laughs> on our warship. Come on, man! <laughs> hey, this yeah. turbo lift doesn't dispense phaser rifles. Get, Get on that. Look at this. Get that fish out of my ready room. Like, what is that even? Firstly, he tells them about the fish. I'm like, okay, needlessly antagonistic. And he's like, Data, you're with me. I really like you. You don't ask questions, and I can be as dickish as I want to you. And then we yeah. move into a scene where he's like, hey, listen, um, your work core is unsatisfactory. Jordan's like, well, I'm following the regs. Everything's the spec. He's like, yeah, specs are wrong. And he's like, hold up. Let's back up for a second. The spec for the entire Starfleet, you know, how everyone runs their ships, including your ship, is wrong? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah. How is that unsatisfactory? <laughs> yeah. He needs it to be <laughs> better because he wants to go to war. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, but, but we could do it, uh, Jordy. It's an aspirational goal. And he looks, he's like, very good, Data. That is the first time he's complimented anyone. And it's the android that doesn't care about human emotions. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like Data's like, hey, I'm sorry, Jordy turns to Dave's like, Dave, you know how we had that conversation last week about bro moves? It, it was the C-plot to an episode about sentient robots. Um, this was not a bro move. Not <laughs> a bro the move. Just put that move. He does look back at Jordy. You know, he's, like, he's like, I don't know what's happening here. He's like, oh, I know what's happening here. <laughs> they're, they're using data. He's going to be the scab that runs the entire ship and we're all going to be fired. <laughs> they did remove a scene where Jellico reveals that he knew Jordy's old CO. And we get, we get a little bit of Jordy's service history. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, they do which things like the um, doo-doo. <laughs> I think they do like I, I don't yeah I don't know like um, but this is kind of interesting too where you just like hey listen I'm an empath and uh, empathically I just want to tell you guys oh we'll tell you specifically um, you're a dick <laughs> like <laughs> you, and, and it's affecting morale could you stop being a dick and you know let the morale kind of improve she's like you know what he's you've given this a lot of thought I can tell. <laughs> So you're, <laughs> so you're going to be in charge of morale, and I'm going to continue being a dick dismissed. <laughs> look, what look, Deanna, you're you're in charge of HR. Do you know what HR means? It means fire everyone who won't yeah, stop complaining. Never trust so HR just do kids. That. Never trust yeah. HR kids. <laughs> they they are here to look after the company, not right. not you. And he's like, yeah, could you just look after the company and not <laughs> and screw not over the employees? Listen. Dismissed. He said, "You know what, Deanna? I'm I'm really glad that we had we had this. You know, you came to my office because I've been meaning to talk to you. Um, I've noticed an unacceptable level of concern that you have for your crewmates, <laughs> <laughs> and I really need you to be focused more on property and resources." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you cannot hate Jellico, though. You can't hate Jellico because there's one good thing that Jellico does for this goddamn crew. What is that? He gets Troy to wear a goddamn uniform is what he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is uh, that is something. Like, I, uh, you know, at the very least, he's like, hey, listen, by the way, uh, this whole revealing thing, can you be in a, a real uniform? She's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. About time. Marina Sirs is like, yeah, let's do that. 
Yeah. Uh, Marina Sirtis loved the change. Yeah. Um, yeah one of the and- things she said is that as soon as I got to wear a regular uniform, I could engage with things. I could solve problems. Yeah. The, the scripts were just written differently for me once I wore an actual uniform. Interesting. Uh, I wouldn't think great. the writers like would uh, would kind of do that. Like, do they judge things based off of uniforms, like how they write stuff, or like is it just kind of like a subconscious thing? Um, maybe subconscious. Okay. Um, it may have just coincided with their willingness to make changes to the script. But okay. I, I, I'm interested in something called physical psychology, uh-huh. which again I I found googling once. I haven't found it again. <laughs> which is the fact that. The way we appear to people affects how they treat us based on schema and, and prejudices. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that in turn creates a world around us that we live in. So that two people who look differently literally live in different worlds because the people around them react to them differently. Okay. Interesting. Uh, based on, on broad cultural perceptions. Yeah. Um, and I would say that putting women into goddamn uniforms might be part of that. Yeah. Um, so this is another, like another like op security, like dumb thing. So apparently they're training for the secret op on the same ship. Okay. Whatever. And then yeah. Riker's like, Hey bro, uh, I thought we'd just come hang like old times. You know what I mean? Knocks on the <laughs> door and Picard's like, yeah, come in while I'm in my black ops gear with my black op equipment. And I'm wrestling for my black ops training. And I also talk about the training that I'm doing, but I can't give you details. Like what? What? Yeah. He yeah, just that said like marathon his, yeah. is, is a nice callback to uh, best of both worlds. Yeah. Where they mentioned Picard running marathons. And so, yeah, like Riker is like coming to complain about Jellico, and he's like, oh man, um, you're totally doing a black ops thing, aren't you? I guess, I, I guess I got to handle this. <laughs> like yeah, that's, I mean, that's he, the scene that was written was essentially Riker walks in, discovers that Papa Picard's a CIA agent. Now he's like, oh, I guess I got to deal with my own. But all right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Picard's going through a lot and Riker's like, ah, damn, he's really is gone. He's really is invested in this other thing. Yeah. Um, we are on our own now. We need to solve this. And that's, that's kind of the pro Jellico stance is that the rest of the crew is about to go into combat with the Cardassians. Yeah. They have a new captain who is admittedly a dick, but they whine about it a lot. And I don't think Troy coming to him with the concerns of the crew morale is a bad idea. Yeah. But Riker just not getting it done. The, the crew rotation is a human problem. You just move the people. It's like yep. capitalism. <laughs> it only exists because people are used to it. Once yeah. people do something different, like it becomes a different thing. Yeah. So, but you know, the, the thing that throws it, it, I think that the thing that throws kind of like, like Jellico's competence into question is kind of this, this difference between their perspective of, uh, Riker and his like first officership, if you will. Like he just yeah. mentioned, like, hey, look, he's been like <laughs> recommended sorry. five. I, times. I gotta, yeah, I gotta pop in with this. Where Jellico's like, look, odds are you're not gonna come back from this mission. <laughs> odds are you're not gonna come back from this mission. Hey, hey, Jellico, smart guy who was brought in because he's so experienced with the Cardassians, even though he thinks that negotiations are a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think is gonna happen when the mission fails? What happens? <laughs> After the mission. Yeah. Think about it, Jellico. Yeah. Think about it. What happens after? <laughs> Have you asked Admiral Che what happens after <laughs> if the mission fails? Uh, he actually seems... did. He actually <laughs> did. And the Admiral said that we haven't given it that, that much thought. Here's, oh, by the oh. way, here's your Shakespeare nerd book. Uh, your fish is inside. <laughs> 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 like, what the okay. hell? Like, it's just so... Like, 
Well, like, I, I might be drawing conclusions. I think Picard left that book on purpose. Oh, uh, you think? As like a, a gift from one commander to the other. Oh, okay, yeah. A, a like, the, like the president thing where they leave a note in the desk or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, And Ronnie Cox is like, here, here's your book back. Here's, here's, your, here's your nerd <laughs> garbage. I don't need it. Not for um, war. It, <laughs> the deal with the fish, though, is that uh, Patrick Stewart's like, you know, it seems like it would be wrong to keep a living thing as like a display object in the future Picard shouldn't have that fish. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. So they removed the fish to kind of like address uh, that. Okay. Interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So while while the Starfleet's allegedly doing CIA stuff now, yeah. but stupider. So now we get like, yeah. Now we get like. I know a little bit of CIA history, but stupider. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. But we get like <laughs> some explanations. So the reason why Crusher here is because she knows about metagenic viruses. So maybe. I could see a world in which instead of just some random medic being in her slot, um, you need to know someone that's familiar with metagenic devices. So if they run into something like a redundancy system that can keep it alive or whatever, they can like, like appropriately destroy it. So nothing survives. Um, Worf totally makes sense. Picard still doesn't make sense here. Like, um, Like, why don't they just get him to write a report on Theta Waves, like, I mean, that he knows from 20 years ago, and just have the other person study it? Like, I don't... Why, yeah. I don't know why we have Picard. I mean, he's the captain of a, a flagship. Like, that's... As far as politics go, that's a pretty big political piece, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I, I was on the Stargazer once, and we did enough work with Theta Waves, or whatever, yeah. metagenic weapons, that I'm qualified to lead this mission and i apparently have also done enough secret agent yeah what are you talking about look if the federation is at all inclined to engage in covert operations within the borders of another country yeah they aren't going to ask random goddamn air force officers or naval officers to do it yeah what they're going to do is they're going to have dedicated teams uh that are going to, oh my God, they're going to have dedicated teams with maybe a dedicated infrastructure yeah. to do these things. Yeah. They will not pick three dudes You're off right. the USS Hornet say, hey, look, <laughs> you read about this on Wikipedia last night. You... <laughs> you're a goddamn nerd who's part of a militia and you're a surgeon. We need you to f- infiltrate North Korea. And, uh, well, we're going to fly you to Japan. And you guys are just going to have to hire a fishing boat from Japan to North yeah. Korea or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're the CIA. We don't we don't hire boats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just don't they know. They give them a shuttle. And they're like, well, just hire a dude. Yeah. Like, and like, and, and, like you definitely want, like, there's there's a certain level. Uh, there's a great, oh, man, I forgot the name of that spy movie. Uh, it was about, like, a real, like, operation, like, to smuggle um, uh, Jewish people out of like a country or something that lasted for like a couple of decades or whatever. And it's like, you definitely want people specialized, but like specialization means like you're currently doing it some form of it. Like you're not like, you're not like, Oh yeah, no, I read a book once about theta waves. I guess that means like I go on this black hole. <laughs> it was, it was extensive tests, but yeah, like it's the same freaking thing. It's, it's an excuse to get Picard there. Yeah. And I get that. Um, and it does but feel really don't... weird to want to have like such a big, big a piece as Picard is to be just in danger's way. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's probably gonna fail. And like, 
The deal is they have to hire a f***ing lift. I feel like they're like, look, we're going to get this Ferengi, who we've only ever had negative interactions (laughs) with, to take us into Cardassian space. (laughs) And that's the thing, like, like, hasn't he, like, betrayed them before? Like, are we just going to go into the CD bar and say, hey, I need to talk to Doman Solok for covert Cardassian mission? (laughs) I mean, um, transport. (laughs) I feel like Admiral Admiral McCoy should come out of a dark corner with a walker. Like, this not is not how you do a special ops, son. <laughs> this is the most slapdash special ops outfit I've ever seen. Pulls it, pulls his Docker valise from nowhere, <laughs> like it injects it into this Ferengi, and like he goes to sleep. Now listen here, sonny boy. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a mint julep, drinks it. He gets stronger, like Popeye's. Right, let's do yeah. the special ops. Visibly becomes younger. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. They gotta hire a private ride to Cardassian space. Yeah. These these guys are the worst spies to spies <laughs> like us. Yeah. They're just... <laughs> yeah. And, like, they don't even mention, like, he doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, the, the Ferengi, as far as we know, are just kind of like these untrustworthy kind of gremlins that uh, value money above all things. At the very least, you should say something like, listen... I would love to have transport to this thing in Federation space um, and we'd be willing to pay handsomely for the privilege. Like, that's how you buy their loyalty, right? Or whatever approximation. (laughs) He doesn't even mention that. He's like, yeah, I just kind of want this favor. Oh, you know, would that be cool? And then uh, Beverly's like, all right, I saw this in a movie once. Let me try this. And she just seduces this dude. Like, um, she's like, oh, man, I I, I just... I." I'd be so grateful. I'd do all kinds of interspecies things to Solomon. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there should be like the meme where like the brain gets bigger. You eventually end up with galaxy brain, and it's like uh, f- for idiots paying a Ferengi latinum. Yeah. Better asking a Ferengi for a <laughs> best blue balling a Ferengi to get passage on their public- covert operation. Like. <laughs> What happens when you don't f- that dude? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, all right, listen, like, yeah, like she's just ha- she's back on the Enterprise, just having a right of day. Chief Medical Officer Fringy shows up. Yeah, so uh, when are we doing this thing? <laughs> when they get to the planet, he gets there. He lets them out, and he's like, wait, I haven't had an orgasm at all. <laughs> it was so, like so. Like, how does that work, guys? Yeah. How does that goddamn work? Yeah, and so because. I guess, like, some people, she's just kind of banking on the momentum, like, once he's um, once he's done enough, like, to help them out, he'll realize that he can't really back out or something. I don't know. Yeah, and we have a little scene where Pagal's like, oh, I know all about Theta Band divisions. Look, I said so, Theta Band. No one else has said it before. And he fixed the problem that we had with the, the blinking lights. So, <laughs> like, the, it's just bizarre that Worf is not leading the way on this, with Picard providing a little bit of technical assistance. Yeah. Worf is like, no, nah, come on, man. Get get in my little backpack. Looks like a captain's chair. Let's do this. And like, why? And it's like, just, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, oh, it's just a Seltra's bath. They're useless. Worf is not Worf is like, a bath. Is 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 Picard from Seltra's three, or did he just read a mission brief that Worf didn't? Yeah, like that doesn't. These make guys sense. are the worst. Yeah, we're special operations guys, <laughs> and I'm like, well, th- this is why Captain Jellico knew that <laughs> his mission was going to fail. Yeah, he's like, you three assholes. Yeah, <laughs> send 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 an aging captain that's out of shape into a covert op with uh, spelunking. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> They're gonna die. Yeah. 
Angelico doesn't tell them what his plan is. Yeah. So well, we just rely on his expertise and his ability to like just oh do the negotiations well and see this is this he has conversation experience with Cardassians there. <laughs> yeah, he's like so, yeah. I love that she comes here. It's like so um the thing you just did is dumb. Uh, do you want us to continue to do the dumb thing or <laughs> like let us know like unless you're gonna do it all by yourself? I don't. No, it's like what I'm yeah. gonna do here. I'm gonna not tell you about my plan. Do no, something ridiculous. And then when you don't conform to, like, my plan, I'm going to be really upset and wonder why you're in your office because you're not anticipating my moves. By the way, we, yeah. we haven't met yet. My name's Captain Jellico. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of his brand. Um, one, appreciate you in the uniform. Two, yep. she's a literal psychologist yeah. and mind reader. Do you want to loop her in on the negotiation plan? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, man, I wonder if a mind reader would help her on the special op. You know, like someone that could have been like, oh, we shouldn't go. I'm detecting like some people here. I think they have guns. They seem pretty excited about us opening this door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't have let her do that. But yeah, you're right. That would have been nice. Um, or getting, I don't know, a full telepath from anywhere. Yeah. Like everything Starfleet does in this is stupid because Starfleet is trying to be a military and a special operations force. Yeah. And it wasn't built for any of that. Right. So everybody's stupid and bad at their jobs suddenly. Yeah. And so uh, they're going to do some repelling and, you know, Worf gets the jab. So, I mean, like this is supposed to be like, oh, this is comrade banter, right? Like she got I'll me, I got her. Okay, fine. The, like they're if it means in a high tension situation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one thing like I remember, like they get down there later and um, I was like, man, it's going to be a bitch if you got to leave, huh? <laughs> and then the first nope. question, like, uh, Crusher asked her to get down. It's like, so, uh, I wonder if we can find another way out of here. Worf's like, nah. <laughs> nah, it's not <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you have the ropes at the top. But anyway, don't get yeah. your lines tangled. That is such a Worf line. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. you don't have to throw your lines all at once. <laughs> And also, no, how are you going to tangle them if, like, they're all set, like, far enough away? I don't... Yeah. Whatever. Like, he has to be, like, the guy who's done this sort of stuff before, and therefore, he should be leading the mission. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just... Th- that mission is all just a cluster. Um, so, this is... Uh, this is, Jellico's like, some... master strategy. Yeah, this is just, like, some straight-up slash fiction about negotiation tactics. Like, I... Like, this is such, like, a melodramatic read on how negotiations would work that it's absurd. Um, I, one, Jellico takes his chair. Like, <laughs> leaving him nowhere. Yeah. Like, you can't say that's not a baller move. <laughs> I like, mean, that's still warm from his Cardassian ass warm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, you're concerned about the thing that I've been yelling at you since I've walked in this door? No, I'm not concerned. Ha, ah, what a dork. You're not even concerned. <laughs> And that's the interesting thing is that Jellico's strategy is based Look on... Look at this. Look at this. What? <laughs> this is just It's based so... on two things. No, not based on idiots. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> yeah, based yeah. on him appearing more insane, and therefore everybody has to work around the insane guy. And two, uh, it's, it's based on everything going precisely to plan. Based on Jellico knowing everything, tuning everything, and everything being just right. Okay. Um, which Jellico has experienced technical uh, 
knowledge of the Enterprise and its crew. He's a well-informed guy. So, uh, counterpoint, um, what yeah. uh, Deanna is about to tell Will about Jellico. <laughs> yeah. Um, which essentially, you know, Riker says, like, hey, yeah, he's at least uh, confer- like confident of himself. And, uh, you know, Deanna's like, nah, he isn't actually. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's a fair point where he does do this, this, this front of confidence. Yeah. Even though he's not, he doesn't know how this is going to end up. And that at least speaks to the possibility that all this, this bravado and this need for control and this everything must be done, you know, point by point, uh, is just a method of control for people who are underneath all of that very much afraid of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here she's like, she's like, yeah. He's like, nah, we're, we're going to die. It's cool. <laughs> you just look that's easier than a rope climb in a gym dude you just yeah you just do a batman and a robin up it five, i mean 500 meters that's a, it's a it's a significant rope climb i mean he's it's not, half a kilometer yeah. he's, he's not fezzik <laughs> you know he's not gonna he's not climbing the mountains of madness here i mean i guess i could see I mean, Worf like slap you know touch them both to his self and then just like climb up um i could see that happening <laughs> so i was gonna say he just like Throws them over. He's like, catch the rope. And throws them, thump, <laughs> thump. No, no, you got to catch the rope and picks them up again. <laughs> catch the. Oh man, we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna be here all night, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I almost had it, but my hand is numb. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, it's a fun little adventure. We're going through the rocks. I think this yeah. is the first time we're doing this. I, th- I think we've done this on a few like enclosed underground environment sets before where we're kind of doing our little odyssey yeah like around enemy guards and stuff at the very least like we have the security guy like saying like yeah i'm like a a equivalent of a demolitions expert both a phaser and so i i know how to make a hole here and so i mean that's okay um yeah what was the cardassian plan here yeah how did they just like yeah we're gonna seal off a lava tube uh we're going to make sure that they can get here. Or they're just like, eh, I'm sure the Federation, will, they'll do something clever to get in. And then we're going to catch them because they're stupid. This yeah. plan's consistent with itself. <laughs> yeah. What if Picard had died? What if Picard had died in these caves? Yeah. Yeah. What if his old man, uh, like, hand just gave out and he, like, fell from repelling half a kilometer? Yeah. I'm going to pretend <laughs> like nothing's ever happened. Um I- I like how, like, this guy's like, yes, these are my friends. I hope you're still not crazy. I do absolutely love this reverse view of the conference room. Because uh, usually we shoot it with, you know, from the other end. Oh, uh, yeah. And so here true. we have it on. It looks yeah. it looks a lot different, even though it's the same room. Yeah. It's all a little different, so it looks different. Um, as so, I understand it, like, in negotiations, like, where you put the chairs, uh, it matters. So, like, this whole, like... They're confrontational facing each other and also um, far, very far away, like, is supposed to signify, like, that they're, um, this is a very, conf- like, like he's he's doing all the wrong things, basically. He's not, <laughs> he's not facilitating cl- collaboration. He's being very antagonistic. Right. And Jellico was brought in because of his expertise with the Cardassians. And his expertise with the Cardassians says <laughs> that... Uh, negotiations are a waste of time. So I don't even know what we're doing here, really. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so here, you know, we get the classic, uh, I guess the Kardashians never seen a sitcom, so they don't understand good cop, bad cop, I guess. (laughs) They don't. don't. (laughs) Which, um, I feel like if you've never seen it, still is pretty common. (laughs) 
I feel like everyone has a version of it. Cardassians are big believers in bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. Say when, bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> bad cop's uh, all the know. way down, baby. Yeah, yeah. They, they have they have a, a process here. It's systemic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, and he's like, so you've heard that there's a small team that's already been sent into our territory. Yeah. Like, wow. Did hiring a, Fer- a Ferengi Uber driver backfire on us somehow <laughs> from an intelligence perspective? Yeah. <laughs> so I love the I love the sass on this guy. Like I absolutely love it. It is delicious. He's just like even if they succeeded, uh, he's like, "There's no need to worry. Like everything is fine." Then, um, he's yeah, like, he's you like, guys need a break. You, this is the time. Yeah, this is the time where you would ask for a break. He's <laughs> like, "Yes, yeah. all according to plan." Like, oh, are you doing this heist thing where like his plan is really your plan? Is really his plan is really your plan? Kind of deal, <laughs> like. Yeah, and he's and the Cardassians are like way ahead of us yeah. in terms of intelligence. Yeah, they're like, God, where's Captain Picard? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're on the Enterprise. We wanted to see him. Uh, congratulate him on some random thing we read about. Oh wow, he's not here. Wow, you're not Captain Picard, man. I hope he's not assigned <laughs> to some secret op <laughs> that we're not aware of. <laughs> yeah, and and he's just like he's suddenly like. Jellico's at all of this theater. He's at all of yeah. this arrangement and the posturing and the seating and the in and the out and the out and in. And then he finally gets down to it and he starts talking brass tacks and he's all like, blah, 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 so angry. I'm Jellico. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's just get down to it. And the Kardashians are like, Picard. And Jellico's like, oh, f- get, us, get us out of here. F- He's like, we'll give, you, we'll give you anything you want. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, damn it. Damn and he re scurries out of the room. And it's all gone. Yeah. It's all just gone. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, this is all really edifying. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, none of the posturing works if your f-ing fundamentals aren't in line. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Jellico's fundamentals are not in line. I am the worst pro Jellico advocate ever. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's hard to act, like, I get it. I get, like, how, like, some of Jellicoe's tactics could work. Like, it's just that he's all, he's all stick and no carrot. Like, that's the problem. Like, you can definitely be, like, a hard-ass brass tack. Like, these are things, I want things, things done this way or whatever. But you also need to call people out and thank people when they go out of their way. Like, the whole Jordy thing where he's all like, listen, I need you to... Pull in these people all together. This robot here says you can do it. So, yeah. um, can you do it? He's like, well, yeah. He's like, listen, it'd mean a lot to me, man. Can you take care of it? And he's like, yeah, I can take care of it. He's like, all right, good. And then, like, what he does is like, hey, Jordy, thanks. This is this is a big help. Like, yeah, okay. At the very least, I know that when I do something from him, I'm not just going to get shoved back into the corner again. Like, I like he cares about me as a person. Like, that isn't just a a business thing. I mean, that's a a relationship in any organization thing, military, yeah. medicine, doesn't matter. I, th- I think you nailed it with the carrot thing. Yeah. Because um, that's all he is. And, you know, he, he he's an interesting character. I mean, he yeah. He shake things up. And, you know, he gives us a different vision on what it is to be Starfleet, especially now that we're changing what Starfleet <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so, like, that, it's compelling and he could be interesting. Yeah. I kind of um, like this concept here of this, like, uh, sensor echo. Like, they have this device that's just, like, convincing the sensors of a thing for so long or whatever. You guys know how video cameras can be put on loop? Yeah. Uh, we're going to we're gonna do that, but for sensors or yeah. whatever. Bam. So then, I don't know, just, it was kind of a throwaway little, oh, it's kind of, yeah. you know, neat. 
And, and Worf, as chief of security, gets to do that. It's a nerd thing for Worf to do, which yeah. is great. So, yeah, I don't know. I took forever to figure out that this was a bad thing. Yeah, I didn't know. I still don't know. My only guess, like, that A, they take way too long to say it's a trap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like it's when you walked room? in and there was no, like, actual facility and an ominous device, like, yeah, you should have said it's a trap. But the other thing is, um, I don't really know what that thing is. Um, my guess is that it's like a theta wave generator or something. They should have, they, yeah, I, I assume that's what it is. And I think that uh, if they'd been like, look, in the lab, you're going to have, you know, generally like these three components and they're going to take up about half the room. It's a sterile environment. Yeah. Um, you know, Cardassian military might be in there. They're probably going to be wearing, you know, not yeah. stuff. Um, we set no expectations for us in the room. So when the room is just more cave with a box in it, we're like, is the box the weapon? Yeah. We don't know what we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, because I, I was like, maybe this is. Like, it, it did cross my mind. Um, yeah. We have a fight where Worf does strong things. Yeah. I think Worf, good. like, uh, Worf, like, thought, like, oh, maybe I should save the cap right now. This this window's closing. And then it's like, nah, f- I should have led this mission. <laughs> 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 I mean, he, he's been shot, so he, he's, he's not allowed to do anything heroic because he's been shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one's ever done that. <laughs> By the way, it's like, they're just calmly, yeah, they're calmly, like, escorting Picard. He's like, you know, I killed a couple of your guys, like, at least two. Um, are you guys going to, like, do anything? Or <laughs> Yeah, this, this really isn't canonical. I feel room. strongly like the Cardassians. Uh, the original joke here was about police like brutality. Yeah. This episode was recorded about yeah, a week like, before police it, brutality it's killed George seven. Floyd. We gotta be, uh, you know, it was anti-police brutality, I mean, but it was so pretty cavalier. You know, with the requisitions. So it's going to throw our police direct all complaints to Twitter at Van This is kind of a little okay sort of like writing i think you know where we as the audience know about the blackout before like the cast does and so when Riker talks about yeah we're getting some weird theta waves and they're from uh sarah's three then we know that like oh cool those are our like little buzzwords for like the black op that yeah. that no one's supposed to know about so i mean that's kind of clever i guess yeah and our I, Riker suspects Riker i mean yeah he knows at this point so like we know they're on the black op we know they vanished and then we the theta emissions are gone. So it's like, yeah, you got had, you idiots. Yeah. You two idiots, you got had. Yeah. He's like, let us know uh, if you see our friends again. I would like to see them. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, he, no, she said she would. He's like, oh, yeah, I would too. It's like, are you sure? <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's... Uh, I feel like this is all your part of your gambit to get a control of the Enterprise. Oh, man. I think, is this David Warren? Did they hire him for both parts? So, I don't know who this is, but I feel like I've seen that jaw before. Ah, uh, it's uh. David f***ing Warner. You've seen him in Star Trek at least twice before. Okay. Uh, he played Chancellor Gorkin in Star Trek VI. Oh, yeah? It's like a Tom Clancy novel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the one before that, uh, the one with Cybok, he was the human ambassador to the crappy planet where everybody had ambassadors. Oh, yeah. So, he didn't play a big part in that, but he was there. Okay. Uh, and he's done the British guy in a lot of stuff, especially yeah. like your 80s fantasy schlock. Yeah. He's, he's the wizard slash evil wizard in a lot of those. Has Okay, um, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I definitely, I've definitely seen him before. And like, yeah, he, he I did. He does. He does like, uh, ed, like torture very well. So um, <laughs> this is this is good. I, I enjoyed kind of like his kind of brand of torturing, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> you enjoyed his brand of torture. Yeah. That's going to go That's gonna go in the pre-roll. <laughs> Derek, I enjoy this guy's brand of torture. <laughs> this guy just knows, he, know, he knows how to just deliver some quality torturing is all I'm saying. He destroys human souls and I think that's me. <laughs> There's a, I'm just saying Derek, there's, 2020. A, there's a craftsmanship involved. <laughs> I, appre- I appreciate oh, the mastery of his crafts. <laughs> Although yeah. he doesn't succeed. Um, he, he does a lot of um, interesting things kind of in this role. We'll get to that in the second part. Yeah. I do like yeah. that we go with the classic. You do not ask questions here. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like he's he's kind of like, hey, look, um, I, we know everything about you, man. Um, so... Uh, He's like, but uh, if you don't ask, if you don't answer my questions, we're gonna die, and then we fade to black. So the question that this episode asks is: Is Picard gonna survive? Um, of course, <laughs> of course I he mean, will. Yeah, I. Th- there's been some recent discussion about how Star Trek names its two-part episodes, and so I think you know when Infinity War lied to us all. Uh, and told us it was going to be the final <laughs> confrontation with Thanos. Yeah. We're all like, cool. But then it us at the end. And it goes, no, no, no. This is just like the first act. Yeah. And and then we had to go back and we had to do Endgame to finish it up. A lot of people expected a conclusion from there. Yeah. And we didn't get it. We got like this ragged edge. Yeah. And I think even though this episode sets us up well for this is our new status quo, Captain Jellica is just going to be around forever. You feel like it's committing hard to lying to you. And Picard's going to be back in command at the end. Yeah. But then he doesn't. He's he's f-ed. he's f-ed yeah. at the end. Yeah. So yeah, and like yeah, you 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 the Enterprise staff and the audience are both um, at odds with uh, whether or not Papa Picard will save them in this crisis. <laughs> and I guess yeah. that's where we're at at the end. We don't know if Picard is going to um, save us, and that's what we got to figure out. Um, just. F- we have written this episode super hard. Yes. But final thoughts. Whew. So um, there's a lot here. Um, there's a lot of setup. You know, I, I've I've haven't ever said it directly. I don't think. But in the two parters that I've seen so far with TNG, the first one usually comes out really hard. Like that. There's a lot of things. This one I don't think was too strong. There are a lot of holes here that don't make a lot of sense. Um, I get what they're trying to do. It just all seems very contrived. But I mean, you know, we we, we got a torturer guy, and and he's got Picard. <laughs> so I guess I'm and I'm definitely interested to see what's it. But I'm as confused. I'm very confused at the end of this episode, and I'm like, I, a lot of this doesn't make sense, guys. Like, if you told me if like part two is just like five minutes, and it's just this, you walk down this hall for like three minutes, and you meet this guy behind a door, and he's like. It was all a dream <laughs> and you wake up and everything's back the way it was. I'm like, okay, like that's why part one was so confusing is because this is a dream world. <laughs> I mean, that that's interesting. I, I think it's a solid episode okay. because we have a lot of real conflict. I don't think it's a very good Star Trek episode, but I think, I think you can have good television. That's not necessarily Star Trek. And if you're writing Star Trek while you're doing that, that's fine. Thank you for making good television. Yeah. I think, you know, the characters are fleshed out. Jellico's an asshole, but we buy that he's this asshole who comes from a place of being an asshole. I mean, at the end of this episode, like, it's it's obviously he's an asshole. I mean, because, I mean, that, I'm pretty sure that was his stage direction. 
Um, but what I don't, <laughs> no, he's but, Ronnie Cox. But, but, <laughs> his career, but, <laughs> but what I don't, what I don't get is like, is he competent? Like, I actually don't know if he's competent as a commander. Like, he doesn't seem that way. He's doing a lot of things that, like I told you at, at, earlier in this episode, I thought this was like some plan he had. Like, I thought he was a double agent, and like, because <laughs> we've kind of seen that before, right? The, yeah. We, we, you oh thought man, he if, was so bad at his job, he's a Cardassian plant. Yeah, like he's just like, oh man, I uh, we're going to plan. I'm going to read everything about human <laughs> stuff and, and I'm just going to not nail it too well, but I'm still going to do good enough to where we can steal the Enterprise, the crown jewel of Starfleet. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, I, 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 I'm just saying I was overall satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the next episode is going to tell us a little more. I don't think it's it's giving the plot away if we say that you've seen that one before. Yeah, um, but we will see how this two-parter ends next week. And uh, until then, remember, remember end. I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is property of CBS Television Studios. We are watching Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix. We are talking over Discord, and we are recording and editing on Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. The Beige and the Bold is hosted on Anchor and can be found on most podcasting platforms. I would also like to thank our senior officer Patreons for their support. They also make video editions of this podcast and remasters of old episodes possible. So thank you to Tracker by Moonlight and Miss Jess. If you have any questions or concerns about the show, please contact me at vanvelding at gmail.com or on Twitter at vanvelding. Thank you and remember Rand.